Electronic Sports Talk Show. With Zach and the Professor on Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. we got a minute after 5 o'clock, and it is time for the big show. Chuck, Zach, Tony Kirk with you this afternoon, live on the fan, 107.9. And uh, you're still here tomorrow. I think so. If I decide no, Hoffman's I think so. coming in. I, I, I got to check on that. You didn't even check on that. I forgot to. I've talked to him a couple times a day, but I forgot to ask him about uh, that. I'm sure he will. Uh, I'm not here. Do have a guest tomorrow? Well, yeah, you and Hopkins. All right, because I mean, how about today? We got a guest today? No, I wasn't planning on it. All right, because I went ahead. It's three for Thursday. I put together a threesome for you. Yes. <laughs> three for Thursday. It's a Thursday. It feel right. feels completely right. Yeah, no, no, this no. feels like Friday today. Completely I right. I don't feel good about it. No, it's all good. Yeah. The threesome, huh? Like uh, Cal Stanford and SMU? Well, I don't know. There's a threesome for you. That's a menage of strangeness right there. I don't know what that's oh, no, about. That's, that's the future. Yeah. Those are Atlantic Coast schools right no, there. No, not so much. Hey, you're in the yard. What's going on? Oh, speaking of strange, what's happening? Hey, no, no Guardians news today. Darn. I did. And, Tony, you, the, the, you'll probably remember this. It's a... Uh, Sad day in the wrestling world today. No, Terry Funk passed away. Oh, Terry Funk did? No yeah. way. Yes, sir. 79. He was 79. That's a long time. Years. Wow. Didn't he have a brother? Dory Funk. Yeah. I thought, were they brothers or cousins? I can't even remember. I believe they were brothers, but Terry Terry was the big name of the boat. Was the bigger name, the better entertainer of the two. Yeah, he started. They said he started wrestling in 1965. Whew. That sounds about right. Yeah. When's the last time he was in the ring? Two weeks ago. Uh, I was <laughs> Japan. <laughs> I I know he was wrestling uh, during the Attitude Era in the 90s. Yeah. Well, that's been a minute for yeah. <laughs> 30 years well, ago. I mean, you know, hey, well, I mean, he, he was still wrestling 30 years into the game. Oh, that's so, you know, that's a yeah. good point. Well, he was a this time. Yeah. He was. He had some um, great matches with uh, Mick Foley, better known as Cactus Jack. Yeah, he would. Mm, or Mankind. He would cycle through. Mankind uh, or Dude Love. That's right. Yeah. He would cycle through the Metroplex on occasions. Back then, you know, Fritz owned the Sportatorium and uh, pretty much everything in the Texas circuit, but the Funks would come through occasionally. It seems like they spent more time in Houston than they ever did Dallas-Fort Worth, but I, I remember them coming through on occasions. That, that, like I said, that was you know, another one you mentioned from the Sportatorium days. That's where... Mankind got his start. He was known as Cactus Jack back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Loser pretty... leaves town match, and he was got beat and appeared in WCW, so yeah. he didn't do too bad. No, and, I watched a good biography on him a while back. Well, uh, that that match, the Hell in the Cell match, is still something to watch to this day. It's insanity, is what it is. That's where you take entertainment past where it should have been. That's that's amazing total disregard for your body. And amazing man can still walk and even wrestled after that match. Or knows his name. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he went on to write three biographies after that. Yeah, well, people still read in crayon, I guess, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he wrote them on a legal path because he didn't have a typewriter. Yeah. Well, all right, man. We are, yeah, the, 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 the Funkster's gone, my friend. I hate that we lost the Funk today. 
Yeah. All right. Hey, y'all have a good day, guys. See ya. Yeah. Always worry about saying that name. You don't want to mess that up. Uh, that's one you got to be careful yeah. with. I, uh, I read the article this week uh, where um, the the lone remaining Von Eric Kevin, uh, he's doing a one night um, stage presentation in in the movie. The movie's coming out this fall, and uh, he and Dale Hansen are doing a live question and answer uh, in Dallas in September. You can buy tickets and sit in and Is there ask any, questions. any and, known actors in this movie, or are they all uh, movies? Yeah, um, the big name is, um, oh, um, the kid from... Um, don't ask me actors' names. I don't know any. Well, all right. I don't. I'm just telling you right it's now. musical. Zach Efron. Zach Efron. starring <laughs> <laughs> in it. Know any? I'm it's the you. biggest name. <laughs> uh, all right, but it's a decent cast. So you recognize some of the actors' okay. names, but uh, and I can't remember if Zach. I think he's playing Kevin, and uh, I forget it. Uh, it's a recognizable guy that's playing Fritz. All right. and all, but uh, it's gonna be a sad story. But is it gonna? You know, does anybody outside the the Texas area care? Uh, I just no, this is just a really good movie. Yeah, that could be. And it it's one of those that somehow gets word of mouth and yeah. all, but I, I don't think it'll have a huge audience outside of Texas just based on who it's about. But it's it's a pretty interesting story. It's a pretty crazy story. We'll whip back around to what we started with, and that was uh, the ACC is supposedly having a conversation this week. They voted a week or two ago, two weeks ago, and uh, could not get enough yay votes to uh, allow Stanford and Cal to join with them. So I guess they decided, what the heck, maybe we'll add SMU into this and take another vote this week. They're meeting this week to figure out what the compensation package would look like for adding those three into the ACC, and we may know by Friday if indeed SMU is on the move. Well, it's not exactly a move up for SMU. They uh, not a move up to well, the ACC. How well did they do when the American Conference? You know, basically the American Conference was the old Big East. Yeah, did that work out well for SMU? No, no, it didn't work out well. No, and the Big East when they went into it was a major conference. It might not have been in football, but certainly in basketball, well, that was, it was. It was a basketball conference. It, it had name recognition. Yeah. It didn't change the dynamic of SMU football any. And when I say it didn't work, it didn't work because SMU couldn't use it to get back to where they had been prior to the death sentence. This isn't going to help SMU any. Moving to the ACC, they're going to be basically Georgia Tech. And no offense to the Haynes King, King yeah. out there, but... Georgia Tech's a good academic school. We, sure. We agree on that. No question. Georgia Tech's a decent basketball school. They we, have their years of goodness. We agree on that. Are they anything in football? No, they've been stuck running the, uh, what, basically 1950s offense for a very long they time before they got out of that. that. The fact that they run that gimmick offense. Yeah, that's they couldn't recruit. They got nobody. They can't recruit. That's what you run at a military academy. Right. That's right. Yeah. And they're in pretty fertile ground in the deep south, Georgia, Florida area. They ought to be able to get some guys. And there's going to be a stepchild to Georgia. Right. That's all this is going to accomplish for SMU. It's Which not is what? You're not going to be relevant in football again. You may get a better check. Well, you're certainly going to be in a better basketball conference. But you're in a basketball conference once upon a time. It did nothing for you. Yeah, but this one's not going to change. This is a basketball conference. Not like it used to be. Well, who can North Carolina carry this thing for the very what, longest time? What are the best basketball conferences in America now? The SEC and the Big Ten. Well, and you can the Big 12. The Big 12 is outstanding. Yeah. So you're basically looking at it's the fourth best basketball conference in America. I know that's almost just to say about that. No, it's season. not. The old guys got old. Yeah. Dean got old. Shashevsky got old. They got old. They left. They left. That was and it. It's not it started to move down back to normal. And the SEC 
has gone out and improved its basketball game. It's deeper now, and it's just a better basketball conference. But if you're SMU making this move, you say it does nothing for you. You do get a bigger check, number one. Number two, you are still in the game to get into the twelve. If you can get into the playoff, if you happen to have that year, the Utah kind of year, you're into the game. Where you are right now, you're not in the game. You can't get to the to the 12. You can't get the big check. Uh, are you going to bring schools in that fill up your stadium? Am I who? I'm, if I'm, are you going to bring stadiums? Not huge anyway. No, but are you going to fill up your stadium with the schools from the Atlantic? Coast Conference? Yeah. When no, Clemson yeah. shows up, it's full. When Florida State shows up, it's full. I don't know. It's don't, not going to be full for Florida State or Clemson? I don't think so. Oh, come on. I don't think people are going to get excited. I if think Clemson comes to I SMU? People would be more excited about playing Tech, Oklahoma State, Baylor. I think they'd be more excited about those teams. I just don't think they're going to get excited about getting their asses kicked by Florida State or Clemson. <laughs> the only you don't have to win it every year. You just got to be good enough at all. Why not? You're recruiting Texas. Nobody else in that conference is going to be able to recruit Texas like you can. Why so would you be third tier? Oh, fourth tier. Whatever. Whatever tier you want to put them on. Would you rather have fourth-tier Texas guys or guys from, oh, I don't know, someplace on the East Coast that doesn't play football like this? No, I, I don't. Virginia? I want to be somewhere where North Carolina compete. You know, they need to be in the Big 12. They do. But that's no. not happening. No. So if it's so, not, you gotta you got to look around as the music's getting ready to stop and decide, am I still going to be in this thing? Am I going to get the big check? Or am I just going to continue to be? And, and we're all seeing more and more as this realignment is still not done. That the shuff- I read the other day, somebody's believing we're going to the shuffle of 28 teams in a super conference the end. Yeah. And if you're not at least in the conversation of being in the, in the top 28. But, but something's going to happen with the second tier. And right now, they're in the second tier that could quickly find itself being the third tier. This gets you into the second tier conversation if indeed what we think of a super conference is going to happen. I mean, yeah. is there a lose for SMU in this anywhere? It's not a win. Well, but is there a lose? Uh, it's not a win. I know yeah. that. It, it may not be a win, you. but I don't think it's a loss. It may be treading water, and that's maybe winning right now. If you're Oregon State or Washington State, you would die for this opportunity. The fact that TCU said, we're not even going to play you anymore. Oh, I know. I mean, they're ending the TCU-SMU series. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Because but the TCU, rivalries are gone. Rivalry stuff's going away. TCU has so passed them by that, A, TCU rated your coach. Yep. And then dropped you. Said, we don't need to play you anymore. That ain't right. That tells you where SMU's that at. That hurts on a lot of levels. So I don't see this as a win. I don't think it's a loss, though. That's my point. You're looking around saying, it's this, or it may be finding yourself completely out of everything. Would Sonny have stayed for the ACC? No. No. He wouldn't have. No. But the game's changed too quickly. Everything's changed too quickly. But either way. The ACC bringing in, potentially, Texas and Florida schools. It's a crazy world we live in. Florida, California. I said Florida? Yeah. California. Yeah, my bad. I think you've already got a couple. (laughs) Yeah, let's take a break. We'll come back, and uh, supposedly we've got uh, three for Thursday slash Wednesday. We also got a little cowboy news today. Not good. Oh, no. This is part of my three for Thursday. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. This, then. (laughs) We'll come back in a minute. 14 and a half after five, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079.
If they call it a drink, call it a smile on the rocks. If they call out a price, let's say I call out a lot. I got like platinum and white gold. All right, welcome back. 17 after 5, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. By the way, Kirk and company, tomorrow morning we've got the uh, Thursday edition. I can bet what that means. Well, that should be Chop Buchanan. You say should. Should be. You never know. They were a little shaky this morning getting launched on the McLeod brothers. Yeah. Very interesting, those two guys. Entertaining, I hear. They were entertaining. Like a clown show. No, 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 no. Clowns are entertaining. They are, but they they were just informative, entertaining. Two guys who grew up on the Texas side. All right. Went to Texas High. Big Longhorn fans. Okay. Now they're coaching at Arkansas High. All right. They live on the Arkansas side They're now. fighting their impulses, are they? they? Uh, yeah, they're, they're very interesting. Okay. Yeah, one of them's a uh, – would you have thought a uh, man who coaches volleyball grew up in Texas went to Texas High and no? all? No. No. It's an interesting I'm story. telling you, how do you get into being a volleyball It was coach? an interesting story. Give me a, give me a quick rundown. Uh, he – Got to playing over at the Sam Pitts at First Baptist. Ah, when he was in high school. How old's this guy? Um, thirty. He knew Brian. He, he knew, knew Brian. He knew Beasy. Really? Yeah. It's the second person I've, I've I've encountered in the last like forty eight hours. They asked me, "Is Brian your kid?" Because I did blank with Brian. Yeah. Well, I think maybe he met, they met on the Sand Pit. I don't know. That could be. But anyway, he went off to UCA, started playing some intramurals. And uh, then U- UCA put together a club men's team. team, all right. And uh, they became uh, the practice squad against the UCA women's team. And he picked up, and he said, "By the time you get to club and you're playing, you've got to know what you're doing. Yeah. It's no more just jungle ball. It's real, um, you know, Organized execution, yeah. and yeah. people got to be in the right position right. and all that." And he said. That's how he learned it and picked it up. and uh, Now he's coaching it. Now he's the head coach at Arkansas His first year second year? Uh, I don't remember what he said because he started as an assistant. And, All right. Uh, he knew Coach Norton from his time at Texas High. All right. Coach well, hired him. So it's probably a couple of years you've yeah. been there. So either way, right. it's, uh, it's a good story. If you weren't listening to Kirk and Cody this morning, you missed it, and you won't find it on Facebook because I forgot to start the camera. So there's no record of this? No. It's what? Uh, Just like three for Thursday because I left my sheet on the uh, bar. So that's you, you left your sh- bar sheet on the bar. Oh, on the bar. I thought you left yeah. it in a bar somewhere. No, no, no. Uh, not right. a bar. The, the one in my house. Three for Thursday, the Wednesday uh, edition. This you, has got me all. To the first one already. We're just going to start right where you. It's all about illusion. Um, I'm a master of illusion. Because this is a guy, if you're cowboy fan you know who he is but if you're not a cowboy fan probably don't know who this guy is sam williams who you yeah. alluded to bad news sam is really good news sam he's good news sam. Uh, this is so the the bad news part so then you explain well they get back from san francisco the other night not to, uh, seattle. seattle the other night the west coast it's really sunday morning by the time they get home yeah and um it's early early enough to still go out <laughs> it's never too late to go out and so, as my wife says, nothing good happens after midnight. And uh, that's what she used to tell the kids. And I'd always want to say, but what about the time you and I and she- uh, uh, <laughs> No, no, not that. That wasn't good either. But, uh, Sam, um, he's had a couple of run-ins with the police before, particularly those in Frisco where... Uh, the There's cowboy- a speed limit and yeah, you shouldn't yeah, go. Yeah, I know, whatever. So, he was twice the yeah. speed limit Yeah, there in Frisco. Sam, he's out early Sunday morning, and as any you know, quality uh, SEC former SEC defensive uh, lineman, defensive lineman be, he's uh, he's got his uh, weapon with him. He's got a firearm with him, and because you know when you're big and strong and fast, you got to carry. Um, Firearms in Frisco. <laughs> the mean streets. The Frisco. Maybe he was, you know, Frisco did research this week. Yeah. Uh, actually, is in two different counties. It's okay. in both Collin and Denton County. Okay. So maybe he was on the Denton County side of town. <laughs> he was on the low rent side of the billion dollar mile. Is that where he was? <laughs> so he's having to take his weapon with him. I don't blame and, him. Uh, Texas. 
Well, he doesn't have any bitter weed with him. He does have some other controlled substance. Yeah, that uh, one's more of a concern than the bitter weed part. And certainly know. more than the gun part. Because <laughs> it's Texas. It's Texas. <laughs> well, gonna, NFL's going to slap a guy down for having a gun in Texas? Yeah. That would fly. Is it possible to illegally have a gun in Texas? No. No, it could so be gun- involved in a shooting last week. The gun doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. The other part matters. Yeah. Sam... Um, Got arrested again. <laughs> Did he know the cop? Like, oh, <laughs> so anyway, um, he was back at practice yesterday because this is Jerry Jones's team, and uh, I just want to remind people who Sam is. Sam spent a year on Miss, so that does make him an SEC defensive lineman. Yes, it does. Prior to that, he spent two years at a. Uh, lesser-known junior college. <laughs> Which is typical of a... Not necessarily an atypical issue. No. No. So, um, maybe Sam wasn't a good speller or something. But either way... Or driver. Or driver. But way, he's legit. And uh, this is a sign the Cowboys are going to be better. Excuse me, I got to... You got to sneeze. You got to sneeze coming? No, I'm holding it in. But this is a sign the Cowboys are going to be better this year. How is this a sign... That they're going to be better. All right, you go back to those Super Bowl championship teams, and you got to say, "I'm going to, I'm an old man. I'm going to travel way back." Quantum <laughs> leap, my friend, is what you call it. Quantum leap. I don't know if you remember. Uh, at that time, they were uh, where were they over in Irving? Is that where Irving? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the mean streets. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, there was some interaction with those Cowboy players in the Irving PD back yes, there in was. the day. And uh, so we won't name any names, but uh, they had a residence and they had some goings on. So maybe this is a sign. It's popular with the 88s. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that alone. <laughs> I'm just going to leave this alone. All right. But this is a sign that maybe the Cowboys are legitimate contenders. Really? <laughs> that they've got people being arrested now. So if we go back to the 70s when they had those kind of issues too, <laughs> what was the heyday? Yeah. So this is, you may be right. We may yeah, be on the Cowboys are a glimmer of hope in you know, a world of sadness. Players are being arrested now. Sam Williams is the new face of the Cowboys. Yeah, well, no biggie. Uh, it is, it'll be swept up under the rug. He'll be out there doing what he does. It'll be some cursory fine. He'll probably get a Harbaugh kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He'll sit Seven against some bowl. scrubs or a bye week or something. In the third and final position. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. There's one. On the subject of the Cowboys. The um, I finally got to watch Cowboys uh, play today because I don't have well I have Directv which means I don't have Channel Six and so I didn't get to watch them Saturday night because I don't have Channel Six because I have Directv so I on the NFL Network and found last night at two a.m. or something they were replaying the Cowboys and the uh, Seahawks, so I taped that and uh, spent my afternoon today watching film. Breaking down film, were you? Breaking down oh, commitment. To Breaking the, down film. Presentation. Oh, and all presentations, actually. Well, at first, I was disappointed to, uh, to realize that it was going to be the Seattle broadcast and not the Cowboy broadcast. Why? Well, you know, I wanted Bill Jones and, you know, Mickey Spagnuolo saying whatever Jerry wanted him to say. I, Why I would think you want that? I want to hear, you know. I, right I, from Jerry's mouth. I don't know if in Baltimore, but in, uh, in Dallas, you say what's the company line. What's well, that way in Baltimore, obviously, too. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's, <laughs> the Orioles have proven that already. In Seattle, they have a preseason play-by-play person. Ooh. And uh, her name is Kate Scott. Okay. Are you familiar with her? I'm not. She's excellent. Really? You found a gem in this whole thing. I did. In fact, if Brad ever retires, Brad ever retires, I think Jerry should uh, 
I hate to say solicitor. I don't like how this is going to work. This I is bad. Not reach out. Go. Not glory hole. Don't do that. <laughs> She's really good. Okay. I, so I, I did a little uh, poking around, if you uh, know how I investigate. I got on the internet. Well, yeah. And, deep, uh, deep in the world of Google. Yeah. Um, Kate is the voice, the radio voice of the Philadelphia 76ers. Let that resonate there. That's a weird combination. Kate calls um, soccer for the Fox Network. Wow. Kate was the play-by-play person on the little deal that the NHL did this year where they had an all-female. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was the play-by-play on that. She's really good. She's enthusiastic. She's very knowledgeable. She worked great. And I forget the guy's name was some former uh, Seahawk uh, player. She was good. Uh, UC Berkeley grad. Okay. And uh, Now you're going to make me uh, do a little uh, I, I'm telling you, deep dig here myself I, to find I'm out. You, she's impressive. Okay. And and I, I'm serious when I say when Brad gets ready to hang it up, I don't know if Jerry's willing to spend the money on her, but she's... Would, would Jerry have a female play-by-play? I think if... You know, we were talking yesterday uh, that Colin Cowherd talked about how, you know, Jerry's franchise is worth so much more than anybody else, and he's done nothing to improve them on the field. But yet, they're so much better than everybody. It's because he knows how to sell. I think she could sell his product even more. Now, I don't know if you'd give up. Would you give up the 76ers play-by-play job to be the yes. voice of the Cowboys? But I don't know that you have to. You might not have to. You might be able to do both. You might. Although, the overlapping season. Yeah. I mean, NBA starting in when? October, November. Yeah, there's a little overlap. You're going to have problem. Between. You don't have to worry about going into February. Well, you might, but you're going to you're going to miss all of January, December. You kind of figure. Said, you don't have to worry about going into February. Even you, just you, good by President's Day, you're free. I'm <laughs> just saying. But can you imagine uh, the Cowboys radio team? Then you'd have a babe in the booth. <laughs> really? That's where you went with this whole thing. Ain't, this whole way for that line. Kate Scott, excuse me, in the booth as well. Kate Scott and Babe. And Babe. <laughs> really? And, you know, what are the women can go, hey, Babe, what'd you get for me on that plug? That is so messed up. <laughs> you know, and I obviously I have not heard her work. You should. I am not a fan of, we've had this conversation before, several of the female announcers. I'm not a fan of a couple. I'm a very big fan of others. Uh, so I'm not, you know, closed-minded enough to say, oh, we can't have a woman broad. Why couldn't we? Yeah. Why well, can't we? I tell you what, she was impressive. She's, she may be too happy for you. Too happy? Yeah, you don't like happy people. I like happy people. <laughs> what are you talking about? I surround myself with happiness. <laughs> She may be a little too giddy and happy for you. I don't like giddy. But I really liked her. I'm not. I'm not a giddy. With Romo, <laughs> why not? Because he's all happy all it's the time. Too much happiness. Happy <laughs> <mean> for you. <laughs> See, my wife. So as soon as my wife hears a female announcer, she's like, "Turn it off." Yeah. I can't stand a woman doing whatever sports, whether it's on Sports Center and, and just anchoring or calling a game. She's not at all. She's much more of a chauvinist about it than I am. Well, I'm telling you what. Kate Scott, I'm impressed. All right. All right. We back we'll take the break. Three. It's about uh, 29 minutes till 6. We've done two. We've got three for Thursday on a Wednesday. It's all The whole world's upside down. There's no telling. We've got a Cowboy uh, Super Bowl on the uh, horizon because of Sam Williams. We've got a female announcer. We're doing Thursday stuff on Wednesday. We're going to be back know. in time. And we're time traveling, too. Yes. Oh, man. If I'd have known this was going to happen, I'd have showered. Quick break. We're coming right back. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan. 107.9.
righty, welcome back. We got about 25 minutes until six o'clock. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 107.9 as we uh, whip through the last of our three for Thursday Wednesday edition. We've had Sam Williams, we've had Kate Scott, and number three, recognize uh, the passing of Tom Courtney. I've got the face. <clears throat> You know this guy? I, well, you haven't told me anything. He yet. died no, yesterday. Oh. He was 90. Okay. Won the uh, gold medal in 56 at the Melbourne Olympics okay. in the 800 meters. All right. He was a... Uh, an American. An American. All right. Who uh, He was a private in the Army at the time, because back then everybody pretty well got drafted. Uh you know, it was mid-50s. and Cold War. Yeah, so uh, he was a private in the Army, but he had attended Fordham and was actually, had just graduated Fordham. Okay. And, uh, but he was always a bridesmaid to a guy named Sal who dominated a college track during his time in college. He always ran second to this guy. And he was the number two guy for the 800 meters for the U.S., going into the Olympics because okay. he'd lost to the other guy on, on multiple times and uh, never had beaten him. And he was very accomplished. He was an outstanding. What's our guy's uh, name again? Tom Courtney. Tom Courtney. All right. Always a bridesmaid, though. Okay. Until 56. Yeah, but the year after he gets out of school, the Army has him in Europe, and as they often did back in the day, had him running some meets over in Europe representing the U.S. Army. Well, he gets to run a meet in Eastern Europe, or excuse me, in Western Germany, but over in that part of Europe. Gotcha. And so he had always been intrigued by a German who had dominated the, uh, the 800 meters during the 1930s. And so when he was able to graduate school and then go over to Germany, he paid a visit to that guy's house. Now, he knew the guy had been killed during World War II, but he found his mother, and uh, he had learned some German growing up and was able to ask his mother, did your uh, son keep any training uh, documents? Did he have a regiment or anything? Yeah. And she said, yeah, he, he kept up a lot and kept notes and all. And he said, could I possibly see these? And in those, he found a secret that helped him get ready for the Olympics that year that he believed gave him the advantage over this guy that he had struggled to defeat from America. This German had used downhill training to uh, practice um, that he had decided that it built up different muscles running downhill okay so he did a lot of his training running downhill so in preparation for the melbourne olympics courtney starts training running downhill well in different heats he and sal both qualify for the finals and a guy named johnson from england they go into it as the three favorites in the race yeah well Courtney uh, falls behind Sal early in the race, which was pretty typical. Sal kicked a little earlier than typical time because he felt Courtney and Johnson were both on him. So he goes out with him when he goes out. But as they're coming down the straightaway, Johnson splits between them and takes the lead. And Crafty Englishman. Yeah, and... Courtney said, you know, his legs are on fire, he's feeling, the, and he's he's kicked too soon, he's afraid, but he reaches for a little more, and he believed it was that training working downhill. They're basically running on a dirt track in Melbourne in 56, and so it's just, it's not the springy stuff they run on now. All right. And he gets to Courtney and throws himself out on what today we would call a photo finish. Okay. And... Literally, because he slings his body forward, which typically you don't want to do. Usually fails. Yeah. yeah. But he just nipped Johnson. Didn't even know it when he hit the tape. I mean, hit the surface because right. he fell straight down after he flung himself towards the finish line. And he said he thought he was out for a minute. He looked up, saw Johnson standing over him, said, who won? And the Englishman said, you did. 
And uh, he won the gold medal, even though he was not probably the best in the bunch. He peaked at the right moment on the right day. There you go. Won the gold medal and uh, became a bit of a national hero, Army private. Came back five days later, ran on the 4 by 400 won another gold medal. Wow. So he won two gold medals in that Olympics. Okay. And uh, went back. Got a uh, MBA at Harvard, <clears throat> became a very successful businessman, continued to run throughout his adult life, and had the goal of run, of running a sub-five-minute mile for the rest of his life. Well, at age 50, he's realized that... You're, you're done. Well... You peaked. At age 50, on his 50th birthday, he ran a 436 mile. All right. Against some high school kids. Doesn't matter. He, yeah. Clock's a clock. Yeah. Running the clock. And uh, he said it was the last race he ever ran. At age 50, he went out against some local high school kids. And he said at the end of lap one, as they came around, he heard the high school coach holler, don't let that old man beat you. <laughs> and I'm assuming he did. And when he came around for the uh, third lap, then the third lap, the same coach was hollering, you got to catch them. <laughs> and he said, they never come and he never ran another race. He uh, clocked in at 4.36 and decided he'd go out with one last win over some high school well, kids. And what was his goal? I wanted to run a sub-five-minute mile for the rest of his life. He decided 50 was long enough. Well, he and, had a lot. What, he had a 25-second cush. He did, but he decided that would be his last race. Ah. And, uh, went on top. and he went 40 more years. Went 40 more years. Never ran again. Never ran again. He's like Jerry. He refused to run again. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so Thomas Courtney. Tom Courtney. Your third yeah, of our three yesterday, an American hero. That is kind of a heroic story. Yeah. And two gold medals in fifty six in Melbourne. You wonder. Olympic Hall of Fame? Is that an Olympic Hall of Famer? I don't know. You win a couple golds like that? Probably. You and your Hall of Fame. I'm very compelled by these kind of stories. The folks that don't get record did you ever hear the name before you look for him? No, I saw him in the old bits. That's what today. I'm saying. You never even heard of the guy yeah. before. Two time gold yeah. medal winner. I'm at the age where I'm looking for family and friends. Every no, day. no. <laughs> as long as your name's not in there, you're okay. You keep going. That's what. That's, yeah, I hear you. That's where we are. All right, we'll take a break. It's about uh, 18 minutes until 6 o'clock. Leaving the yard. Last break, last segment coming up when we come back. Listening to us here on the fan. Weather forecast. All righty, 15 minutes till 6, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. Don't forget, tomorrow night we got Texas High football right here. 8 o'clock kickoff. Remember, they are back at 7.30. 7.30 kickoff. 7.30, 8 o'clock. For Texas 7.30. Yeah, yeah. Friday, Friday night, Arkansas High has also moved 8 o'clock. They have. All right. Yes. I have not heard from L.E. if they've moved theirs or not. I don't know. They've got Henderson Friday. Uh, Liberty Ilo. Um, We'll have uh, Tyler and Earl calling the Leopard games for us again. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to it. Henderson. <clears throat> yes. Our, had, a, had a big win over Henderson. I thought the win over Henderson last year for L.A. Yeah. really gave them a, no, a, a great start to the season. Uh, Henderson, who's a little down these days, they're not the Henderson of the past, uh, gave, you know, I think L.A. got a couple of turnovers and converted them into points and – Really, I think jump started their season a year ago. I don't think Ellie's going to sneak up on anybody this yeah, year. No, they're not. Should be so, a good matchup. Yeah. Arkansas High's got Watson Chapel Friday night, a game they got smoked last year. I think they're going to smoke Watson Chapel back this year. Good chance, huh? Uh, I think this may be look at 48 nothing they lost last year. It could be close to that in reverse this year. Don't know anything about Watson Chapel this year, so I'll take your word for it. And uh, the gentleman who took over for Ryan Mallett at Whitehall will coach his first game this coming Friday as well. 19 starters back on that team. So he's got a bunch of kids back, a lot of seniors. Certainly, I'm assuming, dedicating the season to Ryan Mallett and keep an eye on Whitehall because they were 4-6 and last year. Nothing great, but... A lot of motivation this year. 
Back around to uh, PG, which we hadn't really talked about for a minute. They got Brock on Friday over at Royce City. Neutral soul. And it may be uh, a Brock team bumping up in classification when they do re, uh, One would realignment. That. That's a growing area there yep. north of Fort Worth. And uh, so I will not be surprised if they are on their way up. And if you're not familiar, uh, Brock lost all four non district games last year, all up in weight class, yeah. and then ran the table all the way to the state championship game where they lost. Yeah. But uh, at 3A, they have been very good. They will probably be a 4A Division two team next year, which means they may be a team that sees PG in the postseason next year, potentially. Could very well be somebody they could see in the state semifinals. One would expect they would go west Possibly. in realignment. Yeah. Uh, out there north of Fort Worth, but uh, you never know what's the whims of the UIL. So have you got your story written for tomorrow? I do. Has it already been submitted? It has been. All right. And uh, if you want to know a little bit about uh, the boom town that is uh, Frisco, uh, I had a little of that in there. Did you? Yeah. So. So long. How many inches are they giving you? You give me a limitless amount of inches. I say, you just run until you run. I have not had a limit placed on me to this point. Really? Because you know how I wrote that story. Oh, I know. Uh, on our odyssey down to Austin this summer. Odyssey is a good word for yeah, it. Yeah, it was a bit of an odyssey. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, um, I, I will have something to paper tomorrow that's a, a preview article with a little extra added in. All right. I found this to be an intriguing matchup. Okay. So, uh, if you get a chance to look at the Gazette tomorrow, that should be in there. You, you above the fold, you think? I doubt it. <laughs> Come on. You're the game tomorrow. Nah, that's it's true, the only game in town tomorrow. I figure Rick Thomas may have a preview or something. Be Friday. Or there may be something else. But be Friday. You're above I, the fold. I'd be a little surprised if I'm above I the fold. I bet you got a headline above the fold tomorrow. <laughs> Don't expect that. Wow. I'm not. Our little Tony's going to be big figure, time. I figure it'll be. You know, they typically have three pages this time of week yes. for sports. I'll be right below the stats. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. no. I think it's a safe bet that that'll be where you can find I it. I got money says you're on the first page of the sports, well, and I'm I, betting above the fold. I wouldn't bet that. It's a season opener. <laughs> Whatever. Everybody's unbeaten. Whatever. I'm just saying. This is it. This is your launching point. They may have the stinky Rangers on. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like Doug Myers and Kevin Frecking and no, no, no. Jeff Zent, those old guys from back in the day. I, I don't know any of those guys. Yeah, they all work for the Gazette. They're oh, all okay. friends of mine back in the day. Really? Yeah, Frecking's still before, working for AP. Before Johnny and Louie? No, no, no. They weren't sports guys. They were news guys. Oh, okay. They were the news guys. They have columns. They were the yeah, columnists. Yeah, no, they were they were they were reporters. Front, oh, front, they were reporters. You know, because back in the day, um, columns typically ran down the side of a newspaper, right. and there would be front page columnists. Yeah, in places like Chicago yeah. and Little uh, Rock. Little Rock had front page columnists. Yeah, and uh, but that's not in vogue anymore because in the day, columnists tended to be some of your higher paid. Editorial staff. That's what I'm saying. And that's not something that you can really afford these days. Uh-huh. You know, back when the newspaper wars were going on in Dallas, um, and the Times Herald hired Bayless away from Skip Bayless away from the morning news, well, they were paying Skip six figures back in the late 70s, early 80s, and that was just unheard of. Yeah, it's an outrageous amount of money. And, and you know, on one day a week, it'd be Blackie Sherrod. Next day of the week, it'd be Skip Bayless. And those guys were churning out typically three columns a week. Yep. But they were making outlandish money because the columnist was a big deal. I think sports radio and um, cable sports killed the regional columnist. They became the columnist. Yeah. Even in the end, Rick Riley yeah. left the back page of Sports Illustrated. You and I, when we were growing up, Love Rick Riley. The, the premier spot for a sports writer was the back page of SI. You bet. Or the next last page, whatever. There, last, well, inside yeah, the cover, yeah, last page. Yeah. But uh, that's not the case anymore. Columnists aren't something that uh, 
you highlight in nope, newspapers anymore. But I think you're right. I, those guys gravitated towards electronic media yeah. instead of print media, and they still kept their gig. Yeah. They just put it on the air instead of on the paper. Yeah, I, You're right. It's more immediate. You can alter it a little bit as you go, and it catches a bigger audience at the moment when it happens. It's not there on record forever like the SIs were, yeah. but it happens in the moment. So, kind of but the no, I... I think today people look to newspapers for scores. They look for, you know, brief. Uh, and you I got think a picture on this. If, no, no, is no, it no. a picture? Is it a no. column? You doing a column? Uh, it's as it I, should have your picture. As I told Jason, it'll be in column preview form. It's really a hybrid piece. But the point. I need your picture on this. No, that's not who I am. That's not what I'm doing for the Gazette. Uh, Rick Thomas does a great job, and yes, he's, if. if if you were going to say somebody's a columnist Rick. for the Gazette, it's he's yeah. a columnist now. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, it's just a different time in uh, media now. And, and I think people want shorter pieces. And but what did you craft? You so know, longer today. No, no limit on your inch no, there. That's a if you've been reading my pieces on volleyball and on uh, even the scrimmage last week. Yeah. Brevity. I think that's what they want. They, they want the highlights, and that's it. They don't want to spend a lot of time reading deep into it. I, I got some very positive feedback on our piece in Austin, because yeah. I don't yeah. really consider it our piece because it was our story. But uh, I don't think most people are going to read something that long. Most people don't have attention spans to read that long. Well, on this presentation, don't you figure most of our listeners are good for about a segment as they commute home? <laughs> If we're lucky, yeah. <laughs> if they haven't decided to just drive into a telephone pole on the way home. Or if they go uh, get home at 5 o'clock yeah. and uh, need to uh, clear out the old Constitution <laughs> there before they uh, get back out to do something. Yeah, exactly. They sit out and get their phone out. Yes, we have to keep the, look who pops up yeah. and keeps the, keeps keeps the thing business going forward. That's right. Yeah. That's us. It's yeah. our service we're doing for you. Speaking of uh, going forward, the San Francisco 49ers are going forward away from Trey Lance, which... Does this... This uh, doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense you to me. you big investment in this guy, and yes. by saying Sam Darnold's better than he is... Yes. You've hurt... You've not hurt. You've killed any trade value. He has no trade value. He has no trade value. He had... They, they gave him the job... And granted, he got injured. He got hurt. But they gave him the... They they moved Garoppolo to free this thing up. This was already the commitment. And when you get usurped by by the seventh-round draft choice, and you can't can't beat out Sam Darnold for the backup spot. That's where it got dicey. They should have never, ever brought Donald in if they thought this was going to happen. Why? Because... If Lance, they knew, was not the guy. You should have done everything you could in this preseason to make Lance look good enough to move right before the season started. But you got to have a backup. I get that. you got to have... You you got cut. Yeah, but you got the guy. Somebody would have got cut, would have been available. But when you bring in Sam Darnold and he outplays your guy and you make that public, you've killed everything any trade value what value is there of the guy anyway oh i think he's somebody, got, he's got a, a still a rookie contract yeah, but it's a, a high-end rookie he's contract. Got a high-end rookie contract yeah but it would cost you what most a fourth no way no i'm not giving up a fourth for him i think somebody would have why he's shown anything he didn't lose last year when he was on the field he played decent enough for the ball game so did garoppolo and they let him walk Garoppolo wasn't killing the 49ers. No. They were winning with the yeah. guy. I just I thought they completely mishandled handled his image and completely mishandled the perception of him. And I know he didn't play well in that first preseason game. No, he didn't. But they I, they completely mishandled the perception of him around the league. I go back to asking about why they were so dead set on Garoppolo's not the guy. That they bring this guy in, and really well, folks looking at him going, I'm not so sure where Trey Lance is going to go here. Yeah. Is this really the guy? Are you that 
poisoned by Garoppolo that you think I can't win? Lance should have sat for two years. Yes, thank you. He should have been in a situation similar to what Jordan Love's in right now. I agree. He was jumping from a small college where he hadn't played many games at all. That's right. And all of a sudden, he may be a quarterback. We don't know, but they've so stained him that they've now taken a guy that they basically gave up, what, three draft picks for? Yes, yes. It's insane. It's insane what they gave up for him and how they've killed his image around professional football. Who's the uh, 49ers GM? Guy used to be safety. Yeah, John Lynch. There ought to be somebody in the ownership booth going, asking about John Lynch's decision making yeah. on this, because this is one. This is they got they got so lucky to hit on Brock Purdy. Yeah. I mean, how lucky is this? Otherwise, you doom your franchise. You and blow a first round. You give away draft picks, and the guy can't produce. Let me repeat this. I think Purdy's a real deal, but it's still a very small body of work. We've seen on Brock Purdy. No question. No question. I'm not sold he's the guy either, but he was better than Lance. Yeah. Which, how do you do that? How do you have a locker room where you're trying to say, I've got to play the guy I've got the money in, but this guy gives me a better chance to win the seventh round draft choice? It's why Lance had to go. He couldn't stay and be the backup. He just can't. I agree with all that, but they should have done a better job with his image. They should not have made him look this bad and uh, they should have been sending the messages we haven't given up on this guy we're going to continue to put time and work in this guy and we think this guy's a player but that's not what they're doing Jerry may bring him in <laughs> you know what <laughs> and I, we ended okay till we threw yeah. the pick the other day yeah, I hear you alright we gotta take a, a uh, well not take a time out we're done Minute till 6 o'clock. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor. You guys take it easy. Have a great night. Back tomorrow. Kirk and company at 7. Leaving the yard at 5.